There's no no documentation anywhere saying that mode seven is the final, the ultimate mode. I think that uh, Nintendo would like us to believe that it's the ultimate mode, though. I'm Alex Jaffe, and I am hosting today the Best Competitive Games of All Time edition of the Insert Credit Podcast. Uh, joining me is Dive Kicker, Tim Rogers. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's me. Counter Striker, Brandon Sheffield. Camper Striker, more like. And sitting in for Frank Cifaldi, Avalanche Studios Pac-Man Battler Royale, Robert Meyer. Pac-Man Battler Royale. Heck yeah, yo. Right on. You guys can call me Frank Cifaldi if you want. Frank Cifaldi. Uh, Meyer. So, if you've listened, can we to call the... you Mama Briar? Uh, sure. That's that's what your name would be in the fiction of our show. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, usually, what we do with these shows is I collect votes from the listeners, and uh, I take the top twenty vote getters, and we go through them uh, one by one. And we say, oh, this is better than this last game, or this is not as good as this last game. And eventually we have a uh, crazy ranked list at the very end. Uh, but this time, I'm switching things up a little, keeping it fresh. Oh, heck yeah. Because this is the uh, competitive games edition, I've set it up like a tournament-style bracket. Uh, so there are 16 games, and I've paired them off. And we're going to spend six minutes discussing each uh, matchup of two games to determine which of those two is the better game. Oh, once that sounds get, like a thing. Once we get through those eight, we'll go through the remaining four, then the remaining two, and we will crown a champion. Uh, so it's six minutes for each of the initial rounds, and one minute for every round after that, because at that point we'll have uh, discussed most of what there is to say about each game. Does that sound good to everybody? Sounds yeah. alright. Sounds all good. Alright. Uh, then in that case, our first competitors for the title of Best Competitive Game of All Time, as voted on by our listeners, are Street Fighter III Third Strike oh. and, and Mario Kart Double Dash. Oh man, Street Fighter III wow. Third Strike wins that one. Yeah. yeah, I'm afraid it does, although Double Dash does have, it's got some fun stuff. It's It's still got that rubber banding in it. Yeah, you know what it's got? It has, uh, that's in its favor, is it has two dashes. So I actually like that. Double Dash has some like fun non-racing modes in it too that are kind of cool. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, battle mode games. Street Fighter, Street Fighter only got as far as one dash in any of their uh, in any of their games. Remember, there was that w- which uh, there was a front it, dash and a back dash. Yeah, that's two dashes. I guess. Whoa, yeah, there you go. Right. It has three strikes and two dashes. Well, don't forget the focus attack dash cancel. That's the third dash. Focus attack is Street Fighter 4. Yeah, I know. 
but we're just I thought we were talking about franchise. Oh, we were talking nope. about franchise. So he's right. Yeah, yeah, he's go. right. Are we talking but about anyway, franchise? We are not oh, okay. talking about yeah. franchise. Otherwise, no. I would have said yeah, Street not Fighter. Not the game. No, 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 no. We are not, but we were Brandon. briefly. That's the Brandon was 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 uh, interjecting. Wow. Uh, I, I I actually I forgot an English phrase there. I wanted to say the English equivalent of katteni, and I don't know what that is. So. Anybody, any Japanese speakers in the audience? Uh, I had a long conversation today on the phone in Japanese, so I guess I wasn't thinking in English. I heard of that language. The Brandon, the- Brandon, Brandon, Brandon was talking about the series instead yeah. of the uh, the game. All right. The thing we're discussing right now is the best competitive game, not just the best multiplayer game, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. yeah so Street Fighter Third Strike, better competitive game than Mario Kart Double Dash. I think we yeah, because Mario Kart Double Dash got. Has got rubber banding and all that garbage. Yeah, yeah, we agree, for sure. And also, what's that thing with having two people in the car? I don't understand that. What kind of sick thing is that? What is it's that? It's a gimmick. It's You've a gimmick. seen the initial D. There's one person that's uh, telling them, mapping the courses and being like, there's a curve coming up. And the other yeah, person's doing the Mario Kart, it's like, it's like Waluigi standing on the back of the car going, Whoa! like throwing <laughs> shells at people. It's like, it's yeah. not even, it's, it's not even like a thing. I'm kind of curious. Not even a thing. Is, are these games uh, seeded like one through sixteen on most votes, and this is seed one versus seed sixteen? That's exactly what's going on, Robert Meyer. I'm uh, sure Jaffe looked job. up, uh, used the uh, used his available resources to do the best possible ranking. Oh yes. Yeah. What's next? Uh, oh, we're we're already moving on. We're Fine. done with that one. Well, I mean, well, we can we don't have to be done, but I mean, it's so obvious. Yeah, so that's can, obvious. Uh, we can talk about the games, but the decision is made. I guess we can. Talk I like more, Street Fighter Three. I guess we can talk about more uh, more about Third Strike in the next round. Yeah, uh, I like. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, well, in the next uh, round of rounds, uh, this next uh, fi- this next competition is between NBA Jam Tournament Edition and like that one. the Out Foxies. Oh, NBA Jam Tournament Edition is better than the Outfoxies as a competitive game. Yeah, I enjoy playing the Outfoxies more, but as a competitive, well, the yeah, Outfoxies no, it... is is a good game idea that uh, is way too slot machiney, way too yeah. amusement. I mean, the Japanese word amusement that they they use to talk about it. It's way too much of a carnival ride sort of game. When uh, there's there's not rubber banding in it. There's worse than rubber banding. It's like what do you even call it? It's yeah, like a bag, well, a bag mean, of like, gumballs or something. It's just you don't really. It's just so loose and slinky like as you play it that you can't really. The competition's not focused. Also, where you where you show up after when you respawn is. Like they didn't they didn't fix that problem at that time. They had they didn't really know how to how to solve that situation and uh, that that is for me that's the biggest detriment to that series being competitive um, and it is it is also mechanically looser than it's slinky like uh, yeah so I guess yeah I I guess I'm going to have to agree ultimately with NBA Jam being the one yeah, I have I a mean, slinky here I've never played the outfoxy oh man I basically have no idea what it is. I know it was kind of an arcade you, Namco thing. Have uh, you played uh, any sort of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, elevator action or whatever. Elevator action, elevator action yeah. returns. It's rolling like elevator Thunder. action returns or rolling thunder, but looser 
and more slinky like it it's it just uh they knew that they were making a competitive game and they tried to make it a little bit fairer yeah a little bit harder but and by making it fair they made it hard to get good at well, instead like, of in Mario Kart they made in Mario Kart for example they made it easier to be bad at yes whereas uh and out Foxies, they're making it hard to be good at. It's yeah, just, they, it's just they, loose and and it's visually noisy. It's uh, it's just got a whole bunch of stuff going on and all these modern side scrolling, jumping, attacking. You know, games like Samurai Gun or whatever, Towerfall are are the same spirit, but they're just better. I know that game. Um, they they used luck to try to balance the game, which is not a good tactic. Yeah. Well, it's like a whole game made up. Be kind of good. But, no, it can't. Uh, it can be. Well, I should say it wasn't. It wasn't the way that they tried to implement it was not destined for success. Gotcha. It's just you know the stumble mechanic in Super Smash Brothers uh, Brawl. Yeah. It's uh, it's just all that basically. It's like everything is like that, and it's uh, pretty annoying sounding. Yeah, it's but it's it emasculating. It is fun. It though, is it is fun. Time. It is fun for like an, a long enough time for you to. Wish that you just had a straight up Rolling Thunder two like yeah. game that was on one screen. Rolling Thunder. We, we got to make that. Is a if Porter or Kerwin, if either of you guys are listening and can prototype that right now, please let's 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 get on it. Just Rolling Thunder two, except you're trying to kill each other. Falling round. It's on one screen. But I want to say NBA Jam Tournament Edition is one of my absolute favorite competitive games, and uh, uh, definitely the game that I made video ball. Uh, in my image to replace, uh, I decided my idea for Video Ball was uh, I want a game that's better than NBA Jam Tournament Edition. So I think it's a really, really good game. It's uh, it's the high goal. And uh, I you can get really good at it. There's some weirdness in it. Uh, but it's it's really good and focused and sharp and hard. And I love it. It's got big head mode. Wait, it's got big head mode. Yeah, it's got big head mode. So, and it's got it's got Bill Clinton in yeah, it. Yeah, Bill Clinton's right in there. Okay. And uh what more the, do you uh, all it doesn't have Michael Jordan, so that's too bad. But uh like the worst thing uh, uh the, all the new NBA jams uh, suck. I thought NBA Hang Time was all right. Wasn't uh, there a special yeah. edition of NBA Jam Tournament edition that was made for Michael Jordan that had Michael Jordan in it? No. What am I thinking? I think, of? I think you're thinking of Michael Jordan Chaos in the Windy City where Michael Jordan uh, fights dudes. You're thinking of Shaq Fu. No, yeah, maybe you're thinking I'm, Shaq I'm, Fu. I'm, I'm looking this up. Okay, I'm really tired of Shaq Fu too. Is not Shaq Two, by the way. Yeah, Shaq Fu or Stuke <laughs> is what I was hoping for. Stuke, Stuke Fu. Oh yeah. Oh oh heck yeah. I'm really yeah. upset that Costume Quest Two isn't Costume Quest. Yeah. Yeah. Quest. Here we yeah. go. From Wikipedia, a limited edition version of the game with additional team composed of Gary Payton and Michael Jordan was developed primarily for Jordan and Payton's personal use. Well, there you go. But All I right. didn't get to play that. That's so pretty cool. That's not my NBA Jam Tournament Edition. I also wanted to say, of all the games in the world, NBA Jam Tournament Edition was the only one I feel like I mastered as far as competitive games go. I was really, really, really good at it. Like, amazingly good. And there was a lot of tough competition because my brother was in high school and his pl- his friends all wanted to play it. They came over and we multi-tapped it 
and played it a lot, and I got good enough to beat everybody. And they were really good at it, too. So it was like kind of an arcade in our home. And that's why the arcades died, because we had NBA Jam Tournament Edition on a big TV in my parents' house. But fortunately, competitive games live on, uh, as at least one of the next games in this round uh, is going to demonstrate. Uh, Super Street Fighter II Turbo versus Pokemon, let's say, X and Y. Oh, Pokemon. man. Oh. Pokemonks and Pokemon-y. Pokemon yeah. Y. Pokemon, Pokemon yeah. Y. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, I think, you know, like, I almost wanted to qualify Pokemon. It, like, is that kind of a joke? Because I, I understand that you can, you can, I guess you can, you can be really good at it by collecting them all and evolving them and things, but... So, Ultimately, it's 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 still rock paper scissors, but it's just it, ground yeah. against the rock. Oh, you are scraping yeah. the surface, Brennan. There is a lot. Yeah, of there's you're you. Yeah, there's. I mean, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and admit I beat Pokemon Red. You know, I was 18 years old when Pokemon Red came out. Okay, you know, so I wasn't. Uh, I was. I you know I was getting getting to the age where I was starting to feel ashamed of games, but I played through Pokemon Red and I was like. Man, there's a lot of stuff in here, and uh, yeah, then I played a little. Stuff in there, but... I never, fi- I never finished gold. I never finished any of the Pokemon's after that. I started every Pokemon, thinking I'll play this one, and then I've never finished any of them. But man, I look at some of the stuff they put in Pokemon's and Pokemon-y, and uh, there's how many? I don't know. Do you know about this, Rob Meyer? How many? How many Pokemon's can you have in a battle? There's like, aren't there like, are there three on three battles now, or is it still just two on two? I don't know. I thought you could do five on five. Can you? Yeah. Oh man. Well, yeah. That, okay. Is it five on five, Jaffe? Uh, so in special circumstances, yes. So there's a whole lot of stuff where you can have. Imagine you've got six Pokemon's and you got to beat somebody else's six Pokemon's, and there are hundreds of the goddamn things with yeah. hundreds of different abilities. Well, so, and see, that's to... my problem right there. Is that okay? So St- Super Street Fighter Two Turbo, you got all the characters and you can be good at them or not good at them, and then you win or lose. And then Pokemon Pokemoney. You have to have already played for 60 hours of grinding to that find, is true. That to is even true. get yeah. to your characters. That does not a better competitive game make. Yeah, uh, and also, also it is messy. It's it's messy and noisy. But can you imagine, Rob Meyer, for example? I know you've yeah. played League of Legends. Can you imagine a game of of League of Legends? Is uh, I mean, let's go ahead and say psychopathic, uh, sociopathic focus. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of math that they've done. They've done psychotic amounts of math. Can you imagine if somebody did that to a Pokemon-like game and you had 700 monsters with uh, these stats just all calculated out? That would probably be pretty cool. You could have it, tournaments of that. And it could be kind of cool. I mean, League of Legends is sort of almost getting to the amount of stuff and trivia that it you sure have. is. Yeah, it's got a bunch of biz in there. Yeah, there's a whole darn bunch. Money. But I, I, I like it a lot. I don't know. I think it's kind of weird because you probably have to play a lot more of six than 60 hours of Street Fighter II Turbo to be competitive at it. That is yeah. true as well. Yes, you, but the, the playing play, field like is the same every time. Yeah. Pokemon, meanwhile, has uh, a lot of reading attached to it. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of reading stuff and mm-hmm. uh, really reading, you know? Like reading your opponent, you mean? Yeah, well, reading uh, reading your opponent, knowing your opponent, uh, knowing all your Pokemon, reading all the stuff about the Pokemon, reading websites where people talk about the Pokemon, uh, 
just kind of getting in that culture. Same thing with League of Legends. Yeah, but, I mean, I think uh, Street Fighter Street Fighter is kind of like the ultimate game about reading your opponent. It's just you're doing it a lot of times a second in in the same round right yeah, away. Oh yeah. So I think we read. probably agree that Street uh, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo is the winner of this. Yes, yeah, I guess that. it is. I guess it is, but... Uh, you but, know. I don't, but I don't agree that Pokemon uh, warrants a disqualification. I think. Yeah, yeah, I just want to say I retract, that... I retract that statement. <laughs> I right. apologize. Yeah, there's it. definitely real... See, the problem is uh, Pokemon's just not polished enough for them to put it on TV the way they put League of Legends on TV. Nintendo wants to save themselves. Uh, they got to do something like that. Yeah. So, know? Jeff... Uh, you said that Dark Souls PvP was not allowed on this list, but Pokemon X and Y is. Can you explain that? Um, because Dark Souls is... Uh, there's kind of a... Uh, it, it, the, uh, hey, yes. hazy, <laughs> the line of where the first player ends and the, and the multiplayer begins is a little hazier in Dark Souls than it is in Pokemon. Pokemon's Pokemon. all about endgame. Fair enough. Pokemon's? Pokemon-y? Right. Yeah. I was just curious. Yeah, you you can have a Pokemon tournament. You can't really have a Dark Souls tournament. Probably could, is, but... Uh, yeah, you could find a way, but it wouldn't be as as, yeah. uh, as clean. Yeah, it's not built for that. Correct. Well, there is, like, that weird stuff in the DLC. There's, like, these weird deathmatch modes in the Artorias of the Abyss DLC, but I've yeah, never but, really played But that. that's a mode of a game that's getting a little nitpicky. Sure. All right. Sure. Anyway... Uh, our next uh, our next bracket is Dota 2 and Samurai Gun. Oh, oh Dota 2. That's Samurai. a really difficult and weird match. Um, it is. Man, I'd say Dota 2 because I don't like the way the camera moves in Samurai Gun. Despite wearing a Samurai Gun t-shirt right now, oh, I'm, heck going, yeah. I'm going to say Dota 2 as well. Drop the hammer, Rob Meyer. Drop so, the hammer. For myself, who uh, has not played Dota 2 due to a relative lack of interest in the mechanics of it. Um, I'm also going to probably agree. Even uh, I, I think it's a more interesting competitive game uh, than Samurai Gun, but Samurai Gun is the game I would much rather play. See, I, I kind of... Man, I don't want to diss Samurai Gun, because I think Samurai Gun's god darn fantastic. But uh, there's all these levels in Samurai Gun, and... Uh, yeah. Some of them has this camera just kind of it's the the camera kind of moves around like a like a drunk person is holding it. It's like you have no idea why it's following who it's following. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I like yeah, the rest done, of the game. I've done more watching of Samurai Gun than I have playing. I've played it like for about five minutes, but the watching it is kind of uh, hard at, for the reason you pointed out, and also for reasons that uh, my friend and teacher Charles Pratt has written about, about why it's kind of hard to watch Samurai Gun, because... It's, it's, yeah. Meanwhile, Dota 2 is kind of, kind of, uh, you know, well, I mean, there's this broadcasting culture around these MOBA games, so, like, I mean, they're made with the intention of being broadcast. Dota yeah. 2 has one level. I like that. Mm-hmm. One goddamn level. Isn't that great? It is. Are they ever going to make yeah. another one? Probably not. I mean, why would they? Yeah, I mean, also, they have these Maps, but yeah, there's the one main map. Also, if you if you want like the ultimate endorsement, that uh, I think this would mean something to Brandon. Uh, Dota Two is the only game that Michael Bro plays. He told me it's literally literally the only game he has played in the last year. That is interesting and surprising. I will say he he says it's the most beautifully designed game he's ever played. 
I I don't know if League of Legends is going to be on this list. I probably shouldn't probably. start talking about it yet, but I do think I, it's, think I like I like it a little bit more than Dota 2, but we can maybe dig into that. Yeah, we can get into that that's later, an exciting uh, conversation to have. So we will probably have that. I reckon we're going to have that conversation. conversation. All right. Um, what is it? Our next bracket, if we're ready to move on, unless we want to actually talk about Samurai Gun a little, because nah. they're going to be in the next round. I, Samurai Gun's okay. It's uh, fun. I, I, okay, no, I'll, I'll say a couple things, maybe. I, uh, I, I had it in my house, and we had I had some people ask if they want to come over and play it. And in like one second, there's this guy that nobody likes, and this this guy got so good at it. Right, in like the first time he played, and nobody could compete with him. And uh, I mean, we already all kind of universally dislike this guy, and uh, he just uh, he just got like amazingly good at the game. And it's like, oh, okay. And uh, that was it. So it's like I never saw that in a game before. I literally never saw that in a competitive game. You know, it's just I never saw it. And Shouldn't then suddenly, that be the case, though? I mean, if one guy, if one person is just simply better, you should be able to convincingly beat all the not less good people. I guess so. This is this is when I talented at it. When I make fun of uh, games like Out Foxy's for being like a slinky or Mario Kart for having the rubber band, uh, and then you have a game like Samurai Gun that doesn't have that in there. It's got that purity. It's like you know you can kind of ruin a party that way. But hey, you know, I guess if you're a, uh, I mean that's what it all is about anyway. I mean that's that's the danger of making a competitive game is you you know make a game that somebody's going to be better at and it's going to do something with your little tiny social politics circle or whatever. Anyway. Yeah, man, I had a I had a I had just a briefly I had a problem with that when I was showing Gunsport at an event and these two bro dudes came up and figured out there won't ultimately be a perfect strategy because the game is very early, but they figured out a nearly perfect strategy for winning. Yeah. And they and they were having a fantastic time, but it was crushing all my dreams. <laughs> I feel like if we were doing a list of the best games to play at a party, this would be a very different list. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah, we might want to do that someday. Yeah, why not? Party games. Yeah, best games to play at a party. Uh our next bracket is Nidhog versus StarCraft Brood War. Oh man. StarCraft Brood War. Yeah. That is that is the answer credit StarCraft choice of, if, if I know the answer credit community, which I kind of do a little bit, not really. Jim Jim. But yeah, Brood War is, is weird because it's still people, a lot of people still talk about that like that was like the heyday. Like all the yeah. StarCraft purists out there who really love Brood War. Nobody really... voted, nobody who sent in a vote sent in a vote for StarCraft. It was always StarCraft Brood War. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, that makes That's, sense. That is interesting. I guess that makes sense. I mean, it was pop. It was like the the most played tournament version for a really long time before StarCraft Two came out. So it got a lot of the following there. I don't know that much about Brood War, though, to be honest. I really most of my experience is just with StarCraft Two. But I am just gonna retroactively assume it was really good and cool. Yeah. Like StarCraft. I did not play Brood War myself, so. Uh, I I only played Brood War in a uh, in Korea. But I'm gonna say that. Given what I know about StarCraft, and given the fact that everybody voted for Brood War, we're <laughs> probably going to go with this over Nidhogg, because uh, StarCraft has so many... It's got all those systems in it, and it's... Brood War, uh, so far as I know, 
Like StarCraft was was basically designed to be an esport, um, but Brood War definitely was. It was once they yeah. realized like this is happening now. This is the thing that we're doing. Uh, Brood War was 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 what resulted from that. And yeah, and Nidhogg was. I remember liking it more when I was uh, playing it. At events and things, they changed yeah. some stuff. That's, that's what I was going to say. The same exact thing. Original Nidhog, no quarter Nidhog. Yeah. The very, I guess, kind of the pretentious hipster version of Nidhog to like, but it, I liked it more too. It was a lot uh, more about the footsies and moving the yeah. sword up and down, and uh, a lot yeah. less about dive kicks and sweeps, which kind of make it a very different feeling game. I really liked the original Nidhog a lot. That was that. Yeah. Recorded NYU for a few years, and uh, I like the version that's out now too. Don't get me wrong, but I just like it less than the, the very first version. Yeah, I yeah. like I like Nidhogg a lot, but uh, I I kind of want it to be sharper and harder. Yeah, know? they diluted the purity of it and uh, a little yeah. bit, which I think I think makes it a bit more of a fun lull time for for people in in the general sense. So, in terms of having a popular game, it's probably better that way. But in terms of what what we're currently ranking the competitive esports, and so I think that uh, Brood War is going to go above above it for for that reason of of the the kind of noodliness. And also, there's the spawn point problem, uh, where sometimes you'll just spawn in a place where you will die because there's a guy running towards you with a sword, and uh, yeah. catching up with people is weird and hard and stuff. They had they gave themselves some difficult problems to solve, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and also say StarCraft: Brood War is definitely my choice here. Even though I think Nidhogg's a cool, fun game, StarCraft: Brood War is sort of like the esport that defined defined esports for a long time. Yeah, yeah. That's the one that we would be attempting suicide over over uh, instead of Nidhogg. Y'all read that story about the League of Legends player? Yeah. Yeah, that's a sad story. Oh yeah, I saw that. All right, StarCraft Brood War, man. I I'm gonna go ahead and say I like that game. It's a good clean game. Good clean solid game. I played it and lost a lot in Korea, and I won a couple times. That's the end of my Brood War story. Okay. Is it different playing competitive games in Korea than it is in America? Oh, I have a well, story about I that. played it. I played it in some Korean land cafes. Uh, which are basically the coolest places to hang out in in Korea, and they were in the early 2000s. And uh, that was all I did was sitting there playing StarCraft. And, I'm gonna. Uh, oh, go sorry. Go, go yeah, I had I had no idea what I was doing most of the time. Uh, well, and then until suddenly I did. I mean, I'd played Age of Empires, and uh, me and my uh, my Korean girlfriend played uh, Age of Empires on LAN uh, in my house against each other. We played uh, Warcraft against each other, and uh, we played a little bit of StarCraft. We had a good time. So, I mean, I had some practice, and then, but then going, and then playing against some kids that I knew in the area, and then playing it online, but then in the Korean land cafes, it was kind of nuts. Because uh, I, I was like, oh, some people are, like, really good at this. But, I don't know, RTSs are more fun to play against people who are really good than, uh, say, FPSs are. The end. I'm I'm gonna Brandon. save my I'm gonna save my Korea story for when we get back around to Street Fighter Three. Okay. Uh, in that case, our next bracket is what I've been looking forward to: uh, Pong versus Team Fortress Two. Team <laughs> Fortress Two. That is hilarious. 
Pong is uh, Pong is dirty. That's all. It's it's not perfect. It could yeah. be, but I mean it is it is perfect design wise. But uh, there's just there could be a couple little more things in it. I was gonna say it's kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of boring. It, there's yeah, some I mean, stuff gotta... you could you could tweak around in it and make it really good, but it, it doesn't up. actually do any of that stuff. There needs to be a Pong Championship Edition, just like Pac-Man Championship Edition. God darn it! I was playing. Uh, have you have you played Foddy's Pong game? Yeah, yeah, his secret one. Yeah, yes. I, I thought it was, I thought it was a secret one. Yeah, uh, yeah a secret one. He's shown it in a couple <laughs> of uh, he, a couple of a couple of secret yeah, that's places. True. That's true. That's true. He's shown it some non-secret places, but uh, yeah, I think the place. Where did you did you play it in New York just recently? I did, yeah, I did. Did you play it in the uh, in the uh, the uh, private party thing. Yeah, yeah. I did. Okay, then you then you uh, played a secret game. Is what you played. You played <laughs> yeah. a game. That, well, you know, I, I don't think uh, I don't think just saying it exists is the worst thing. Yeah, I haven't you, I haven't said you, what all it does. He had it showing at practice at a TV on the. He own, did. He did. So it's definitely known to exist. Yeah, but uh, it's known to exist. But where? I don't know. Who knows where it exists? Exactly. Yeah, nobody knows that. You find it. If you want it, if you want it, find it, etc. Yeah, I, I played that one. I like that one. Yeah, I uh, like that a lot. Yeah. I uh, me and Porter made a to? we made a pong like game and uh, it was really fun uh, when you played it on a TV with controllers. But uh, then we ported it to the iPad and it was really boring. I feel like I would enjoy watching the best pong players in the world face each other a lot for like a ten minute video over yeah. on, it's that someone sent me. But yeah. I would not probably want to watch it more than a couple of times. Ever. No. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We had a pretty good. Our, our long thing was pretty fun with the with two analog sticks and two controllers. It was actually pretty fun, and yeah. I feel like there's a lot more you can do with that. But you know, who knows? Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, it's Team not better. Two. That's Team what Fortress Two. Two, right? Yeah. 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 That game's really good. That yeah, game's still got, really good. It's got the character classes, and then yep. it's got the good, good, clean level designs, and yep. uh, that's that's the one thing. It's uh, it's got that good, clean level design aesthetic that uh, a lot of people. Uh, I don't know what what was a lot of uh, hmm. So some people play Team Fortress, some people play Call of Duty, right? <laughs> that is right. Good? So, 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 far, so good. Yeah. That's that's about right, isn't it? So, <laughs> Team Fortress is for uh for what kind of person? A kid who had an N64 and uh, now then you know he was two years four years old and had an N64 and GoldenEye, and then he decided he was going to be one of those guys who talks about why PC games are better. Is that who Team Fortress is for? Because I'm I'm okay with that. I don't I don't judge those people. I think. I think Team Fortress 2 is a beautiful game. It's a very well-made, very nice game. The end. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I guess okay. that's kind of who it's for. Or people who played, uh, who just liked, who liked Valve and PC games already. They wanted the yeah, those, definitive those as well. source, you know, team multiplayer shooter that had not just the fact that, like, the, the, the I mean... I guess some people say that there are only a few classes or roles that are that are relevant nowadays. Uh, yeah. I don't know what those roles are, but I know that people say that. What are the? Oh. <laughs> My uh, yeah. Kevin Cancel used to be a professional. He used to be on a professional Team Fortress Two team. I don't know if you know that guy. He's a game designer in New York. Oh, I know that guy. And he used to be on a professional Team Fortress Two clan in New York. And he used to say 
that like only about a third of the of the roles were relevant. But I don't remember what they were. But he still played it a lot. So I assume even though he thought it was busted. I mean, yeah, I think it doesn't need to have like every character doesn't need to be viable for the game to be a good competitive game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I it's broken into three attack, three defense, and three support classes. Uh, maybe there's one useful one in each class. Well, also, As, uh, there, there's always the that thing that happens where where people are like, yeah, the, these are the these are the characters that are top tier and most worthwhile right now, and then someone uses Gen to win Evo uh, yeah. after that. So that's the thing that happens. Uh, right. The 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 prevailing knowledge is not always hundred percent correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I I personally would rather a game just have a one type of a character, and then you just figure out what you're gonna do. That's that's how we designed Video Ball. Was there's just one one character, and uh, uh, in in our nomenclature, there's there's like four different positions you can play, but you can change them at any given time just by doing something different. So I, I don't know. And also, some positions don't exist unless somebody else is currently playing another position. I would rather a game be like that, which I guess is how something like Call of Duty can be, because it's just chaos and it's a mess. Yes. And people love it. That's cool. I think it's kind of dry sometimes. I kind of like the uh, expressiveness that comes with all the different weird character types and play styles that you get. Yeah. And, oh, I enjoy you know, that myself. It should be less purely competitive, you know, to have, like, three different races in StarCraft, and it's, like, I'm sure it's really impossible for them all to be balanced in all these weird ways, but you really only have to get it close enough, and then, kind of like Brandon said, players sort of just figure out different ways to deal with all the different differences over time, and it keeps the game alive and, and interesting for longer. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Here's our so, next yeah, bracket. Team Fortress 2. Yeah, TF2. Team Fortress 2 it is. Our next bracket. Quake 3 Arena... Versus Super Smash Brothers Melee. Quake 3 Arena. Quake 3 Arena. Uh, Rob Meyer wants to say Smash Brothers, doesn't he? I was going to say Super Smash Brothers Melee. Yeah. You're going so you to be outvoted on this, but go, uh, please explain why. Well, I know almost nothing about Quake 3 Arena, except that I've watched it a few times. I've never played it. Oh, I think baby. Super Smash Brothers Melee is a really cool little game to play and watch. Yeah, I you mean, were just talking about how it's impossible to have all these characters balanced and whatever, and some yeah. only certain characters are... I mean, Smash Brothers Melee is just this big old crazy, yeah. you know, giant basketball-sized ball of spaghetti. Yeah, of all yeah. the games on this list, I'd say that Melee is the most fun to watch. Also, Smash Brothers Melee is probably the game that is the most what it sounds like. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Smashing Melee over time. Yep. Just smashing the Melee. Superly. Yeah. And, I mean, like, I'm just really excited about the way Melee has been like the last year and this year, you know, it was just announced that it's going to be at Evo again this year with support from Nintendo this time, so there's not really oh, any controversy somebody, left there. Somebody told them uh, that it would probably be a good idea, yeah. I guess. Um, I like Quake 3 Arena because Quake 3 Arena is so clean and so pure yeah. and so sweet and so beautiful. And it has it's, that snap, that stick, that crunch. It has all that stuff. If we're talking about sharpness, then it wins that by miles. Uh, it doesn't. It does. It's. It's not a game for lull times. It's a game for for hard times. Uh, yeah. And for hard times. I think. That, yeah. For Charles Dickens's hard times. Yes. And I think that's that's better when we're talking about a a competitive a sport. Um, 
And so, Smash yeah. Brothers, I just don't like how it feels. It feels it feels floppy to me. I'm holding this slinky right now. It feels like a slinky to me. Uh, floppy, not floaty. As much, not as much as uh, out foxies, but it is, you know, the out, more like the out gravity. flopsies. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of what makes it so amazing is taking control of the floppiness and the gooey. Yeah, so, so that's, so the that's one, why the people one thing. love Dark Souls, which I hate. So, well, yeah. I think it's a little different. I mean, Dark Souls has like a lot of other problems with playing it, especially competitively, and the combat feels, like, so weird and and, yeah. and like, the camera gets stuck in the wall and stuff all the time. Sure. I love yeah. Dark Souls, but yeah, I get Mill has all those problems. Yeah, Dark but Souls Melee. is a bunch of computer programming gone wild, is what that game is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> computer, uh, pr- computer programming on spring break. Melee is more about just mastering, like, there's all the information is there, and you can see what's happening, and it's just, like, but it's just all over the place, and you have to really finesse and reel it in and you're using this weird controller and it's kind of just amazing what these people have figured out with this sloppy game. Yeah, I understand that 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 is interesting and it is interesting to me. People love it sloppy. But the sloppiness does not not appeal. Sloppy and floppy. Yeah. So here's what I want to say about Quake 3 Arena. I was watching a stream of Titanfall just two days ago. Okay, this is is a real story. Okay, this is the truth. (laughs) And... uh, there, there was about this is a, this is a shinjitsu no hanashi. So yeah. um, there was a, a mukashi mukashi. Uh, yeah, mukashi <laughs> mukashi. T- uh, two days ago, mukashi. I was watching. Um, it was there was a stream that was like eighteen thousand people. And first of all, uh, I've realized that I hate most people who stream FPSs. I watched a lot of FPSs in the last week, and it's just like, oh yeah, dude, yeah, suck it, yeah. And it's like you can hear his microphone just clipping. Suck it, yo! Yeah, suck it. You ate it, right? And so mm-hmm. there's there's like sixteen thousand people watching this Titanfall stream where this guy's just shrieking, and there's yeah. like the chat is just streaming by, you know, and it's just just chats are just flowing by like a goddamn torrent, like a waterfall of chats, and it's like they're all just being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he sucked it. They're just like repeating <laughs> what this guy said. He sucked it. Yeah. And then the guy's like, oh, my God, I sucked penis on that shot. And some guy goes, yeah, you sucked penis, dude. And it's like that's that's like – and then people in the chat are repeating, dude, yeah, lol, you sucked penis. Just repeating exactly what the guy is saying. And then somebody pops in and is like, oh, hey, uh, so so this is Titanfall, huh? So a guy comes in trying to actually have a conversation. <laughs> this is Titanfall, huh? Really, really interested in checking it out. Haven't played an FPS since Quake 3 Arena. And there was a response not two seconds later, like like in this torrent of chat. And I mean, I got my eyeballs on it. I'm watching a guy play Titanfall, and he's got his Mountain Dew ads flashing on the screen. And you know, there's his face, and you know, he's flipping off the camera and being like, "Yeah, yo, yeah, you're oh, you got owned." And then I I see this chat pop up, and I say, "Oh, somebody just mentioned Quake." And then immediately there's a reply, "Quake is gay." is what the guy said, was the reply. And then the next reply, not a quarter of a second later, is, Quake is so dead, is what the guy said. And that was it. So there you go. So That's the end of, uh, of my story about uh, Quake. So yeah. I'm just seeing this flow by, I haven't played an FPS since Quake 3 Arena. Interested in taking a look at Titanfall. Quake is gay. Quake is so dead. Quake, so there you go. gay, That's, and dead. That, yeah, Quake um, is gay and it's dead, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, because of how gay and dead it is, it advances to the semifinals. <laughs> uh oh. Yes. <laughs> Who's I dead? Me or I everyone else? I'm. I. I can't hear nothing. You're dead. Uh, 
I only recently learned that uh, the phrase suck it was coined by the World Wrestling Federation. Was it? There you go. That's, yeah, that's it awful. was used by Generation X. It was kind of their catchphrase. Well, that blows. Attitude. What a bad catchphrase. Yeah. yeah that's, that, so that's a where it comes from. More like a nice. bad phrase, yeah. So mm. our final, our final quarterfinal... Uh, you'll be disappointed to hear that League of Legends is not in it. I received zero votes for League of Legends. Whoa, really? That'd be really? Yeah. yeah. You know, you know what that is. That's a case of the people who listen to our podcast. Just, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to apologize to you, Rob Meyer, because I know you've played this for hundreds of hours, right? Thousands, maybe. Thousands, maybe. So I'm going to apologize to you, and I'm going to tell you what it is. There's a lot of people who listen it. to our podcast who are just haters. That's it. I bet you Saturn Bomberman is going to be one of these two. Hey, games. Let me just say, my three favorite competitive video games have not been mentioned yet. So League of Legends is one of them, and I don't think that my other two are going to be these next two. What are the other two? Uh, Shadowrun? Yeah, let's hear it. not my top three. Shadowrun let's hear it first. I was going to say Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition 2012. That's a good game. And uh, StarCraft 2. Either probably Heart of the Swarm is better than Wings of Liberty, most people think. Yeah, Hots. I like Hots. Yeah. Hey, guess what? Our next match is Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition versus <laughs> Virtua Fighter 5 Final Showdown. Oh, oh. man. I'm going to go Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade, Arcade Edition. So would I. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I want to say that the only game uh, after mastering NBA Jam Tournament Edition that I tried to master was uh, Virtua Fighter 4 Evo, which I played a lot in arcades in Japan, and had a really good time and got really, really, I would say, hyper-competent at the game. But uh, I just kind of lost it with Virtua Fighter Five, and I'll admit that it's just way more fun to watch Street Fighter Four. And yeah. I even want to say it's more fun to watch Street Fighter Four than it is to watch any of the other Street Fighters. Yeah. Street Fighter Three or Two, it's definitely a better game. Yeah, it's really entertaining. It's amazing. They got that... Uh... They worked on the the weird character expressions and the the drama of it, which I think helps a lot. Yeah. And and it's you know it's it's good to play. It feels fluid. They I don't know they they there are things that are better about other Street Fighters, but that one is just uh, it's the right combination of party times and excellent. Uh, you know. Yeah, I like both yeah, of those. It's got it's just got amazing animations in it for, for all of it. Just the expression, the camera moves, and the ultras and stuff. A lot of people don't like those camera moves so much when, during the ultra combos of the supers, the camera, like, drastically changes angles and directions, but yeah, yeah I think it makes it, it... It's trying to make it exciting to watch, and they, they did a, even more of that, I think, when in Super Street Fighter 4 after just normal Street Fighter 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially with, like, Yoon and Yang and all these, like, crazy over-the-top characters with these Ganajin supers that just go on and on, and the crowd can chant along with the supers, and yeah. I think they kind of realized what they had and, and were per- pushing, you know, to balance it but not, you know, patch it too often. Like, that game is patched, like, less than once a year, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's got all this amazing animation and so fun to watch and play. And, you know, they changed the inputs a lot in Super Street Fighter 4 to make it, or in Street Fighter 4 to make it a little bit easier. It's input yeah. the Shoryukens and the, uh, the dashes and all that good stuff than the previous ones. And But at the same time, I don't think anyone's really saying that that sort of softened it or made it too easy or whatnot because it's just got all... It, it is really technical. It might not be as technical as Third Strike, but I think it's it's still really, really technical and beautiful, and it has a lot of room for sort of this expressive 
cool play. Like you watch these players like Sako who plays um, Ibuki, you know, and they just like do these combos that almost like looked improvised on the go because there are just so many different ways to sort of juggle and cross up and do all these fantastic moves. And, you know, there's a lot of million games of rock, paper, scissors and reading your opponent happening every round. It's just a grand old time. Also, I want to say that on kind of the, the meta level, I want to give Street Fighter 4 credit for uh, for opening it back up to people, opening fighting games back up to people, because when I was in Singapore and I'm, I met uh, that guy, Shen, who won EVO yeah. uh, later. I met him before he won, and um, that's why when, as soon as he got into the as soon as he was in the running for the finals, I was like, I'm calling it right now. He's going to win Evo. And then and then he did, and I felt really smart. But anyway, um, I, was playing with his, I was playing with his friend, who uh, is the guy I know better, named Ramus. And Ramus was... He was on the Mad Cats team for Street Fighter sometimes and for... Uh, in, in some of the Asian competitions. But mostly for Soul Calibur. But, like, he had not played a Street Fighter before 4. That was his first Street Fighter game. and That's neat. It, yeah, it's really cool, because he was actually one of the top guys in Asia, and 4 was the first one that he started with. And it was really a cool experience bringing him to an arcade in Singapore, and we played... Uh, CVS2, we played Capcom vs. SNK2, and it, his, it was his first time playing the game ever. And uh, I beat him like a couple times, and then he's like, I think I figured out this game. And then he just was like so much better. Like he, he just he picked it up because the he had learned his fundamentals from Street Fighter 4, and it did actually apply yeah. to the older games, and that was That's- cool. That's really cool. That's not that different from my experience with Super Street Fighter 4. I had played the other fighting games, but I was never a fighting games player. Like, I was never someone who identified as a fighting games player or tried to get competitive at any of them before Street Fighter 4. And then I played Street Fighter 4 for hundreds of hours, and then later went back and played Third Strike and stuff when they did that re-release and at mm-hmm. friends' apartments and arcades and stuff and was able to kind of beat people just using fireballs and shuriukens and spacing and stuff yeah. that I had learned from Street Fighter 4. Uh, so that was kind of my gateway fighting game as well. Yeah. So, hooray, I think Street Fighter 4 is probably going to get that one. Yeah, I, I think... really thought you were going to put up more of a fight for Virtual Fighter, Tim. Oh, well, I mean, I don't really... So, I, I didn't finish what I was saying earlier. Uh, so, Virt- I mean, Virtual Fighter 4 Evo uh, kind of clued me into the fact that Virtual Fighter was definitely the right way to make one of these games. And uh, Yu Suzuki himself said uh, at the time he was working on the original Virtua Fighter that he could foresee a future where Virtua Fighter was a sport and people gathered in an arena to watch people play it, right? And uh, that was, like, he actually put that into words in 1993, that that there was going to be a future where people are going to play fighting games in arenas and people are going to cheer on their favorite players of fighting games. And, uh, I mean, that was already post-Street Fighter 2. And he was he was looking toward major-scale competition in fighting games uh, when Street Fighter 2 technically wasn't. Uh, Street Fighter 2 started really getting into it with uh, Turbo. They, were, they started thinking about tournaments and all that. But, uh, 
I guess Championship Edition, sort of. But, uh, so, like, Virtua Fighter was definitely, to me, I, I really like the subtleties of it, and I really, really like the flow of it. I like how uh, combos are all about timing, and timing is all intuitive from, like, the flow of an animation, because the game has so much animation, because it's in 3D, and it's sort of physics-y, and stuff is moving. And Virtua Fighter 1 to 2 to 3 to 4 kept making these advances. And then 5 was, you know, better, but they they got too Tekken-y. And there's stuff they could have done to make it entertaining to watch. Uh, just a whole lot of little stuff that could have got done. And instead they wanted to keep it this uh, kind of pure, realistic-looking experience. And as far as I'm concerned, it just... I don't know. They didn't. They didn't really, you know, nut up on it. They didn't pro up. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't. Uh, five did not evolve the genre in the same way that something like Street Fighter did. Uh, yeah. Street Fighter Four did, which is too bad yeah. because they probably had the capacity to do that. Uh, it just they weren't thinking about it that kind of a way. mm Hmm. Uh, that brings mm-hmm. us back around to our semifinals. Uh, oh, our first yeah. semifinal match is Street Fighter Three Third Strike versus NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Oh man! So, well, I'm gonna tell my Street Fighter Three Third Strike Korea story now. Okay, which, go for it. Which is that I I went to the first time I went to Korea. Uh, I was hanging out with this dude named Mad Cat. Has no relations to Mad Cats, who was making a 2D fighting game by himself. And he was a really strange dude. Uh, he was extremely socially awkward, but I was the only person in the world covering the development of his video game, so he was very excited about me. Uh, Mad Cat. Mad Cat. And that game, I don't think, ever came out. But I wanted to go to an arcade, and he's like, okay, I know where there is one. And we we had to go like way south and he couldn't remember where exactly it was because he'd only been there uh, uh, like once uh, several years ago. And he uh, asks some people and we finally get there and it turns out it's this tiny arcade like the size of an American living room. Maybe maybe a, a suburban American living room. So a pretty big living room, let's say. And yeah. they had five games in there total, but multiple cabs of each. They had Street Fighter 3, some Gundam thing, Tekken Tag Tournament, KOF 98, um, and one other thing that I don't remember, Soul Calibur, I think. And that was all they had, and it was just all really hard dudes playing these games in, in giant rows next to each other. And they had a guy in the middle with a camera up above who was swiveling it around at the action and being like, ah, this guy's doing something right there, and he he was commentating from this camera from above and streaming it and everything, uh, which was pretty great. And so I decided, all right, I want to try to play something, but the KOF 98 machine, which I would have been best at, was uh, one side was busted, only the other side worked. And uh, there was just a dude practicing combos on the other side that I would never have been able to beat anyway. So I sat in front of a Street Fighter 3 machine, and I started using Ken, and I'm not that good at Street Fighter 3. Um, I, haven't, I haven't played it as much as I should have. 
And he was just completely wiping the floor with me. And uh, I think he was using Q, actually. And he was I was just getting ruined every time. And then I remembered that the one the time that I had really actually tried to play Street Fighter 3, I mean Third Strike, was I used Elena. And so on my last death, I switched over to Elena, and I actually beat the guy. And and uh, like the guy with the, with his camera is like, oh, we got an American who beat the who beat the champ over here, and I'm like, oh my god, this is crazy. And then and then dude switched over to Goki, and then I got like barely any hits in after that. But it was like that one the one breakthrough where I was like, oh yeah, this was the character that I played with, and then I was able to actually push through. It was uh, it was a great feeling, it, like. In 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 a competitive game where you can lose ninety five percent of the time, but that one win that you get overshadows everything else. That's that's a sign of a really good uh, competitive game, in my opinion. So, so I'm going to vote for, for third, strike. third strike. Yes. Tim? Yeah. Um. I I mean, I really like NBA Jam Tournament Edition, but it's not like you can really play it with too many people, you know. And and also because of what they ended up doing to NBA Jam, the EA NBA Jam that came out recently being so bad. Uh I mean being just atrociously horribly noodly and stupid uh and and insipid and uh dumb. Uh I would just say I would give it to Street Fighter because uh NBA Jam ruined its own uh, legacy. That's sad. Uh, that is what reason. I would say. How about you, Robert Meyer? I would also give it to Street Fighter Third Strike. I think it's just it's too good looking and good plan for uh yeah, for I think I uh, want to give it to it. Yeah, it looks real good. I think it has some of the best character designs and colors and stuff. And yeah. uh uh I I saw like a comment on Kotaku or something when they had announced like like there was like they were talking about one of the expansions to Street Fighter 4 and they're just like, oh, there's this character. And then somebody was like, why are they putting Street Fighter 3 characters in here? That oh, game yeah. ruined yeah. my childhood. <laughs> and it's like, wow, oh, it ruined God. your childhood because you they decided to need a game with characters that just looked cool. I mean, you know, whatever. Anyway, let's go to the next one. Uh, I'd like to apologize first for getting the nomenclature wrong. These are the quarterfinals. I, oh, yeah, I, quor- the, the, the QFs, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, our next match is Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo versus Dota 2. Oh, man. I think Dota 2 is better. Uh, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. There's too many goddamn Street Fighters on here. You should have yeah, just well, put Street Fighter 4 on and left the Super others off. Super Street Fighter 2 uh, has a lot of great... It's got the great fundamentals and stuff, but it feels old. For yeah, one thing, it does feel old, and it's slow. And as we have uh, established, you can learn the fundamentals from the other ones, and that would be the main reason I would want to keep it on here. And so I think we can give it to Dota 2. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think Street Fighter 2 is really important historically for competitive video games. Probably one of the first good ones. Uh, yeah. But Dota 2 is one of the good ones now. It's yeah. one of the good ones now. Uh, and in honor of League of Legends. Yes, yeah, right. Unvoted right. for comrade, Do- brother. Do- I'm yeah. gonna give Dota two. Dota two is legend's brother. Dota two is uh is pretty sweet. Uh, and uh, there's no use being a hater. You know, check it out. 
It's free to play. Just, I mean, I just think know. Street what? Fighter Two is like the first, uh, or fighting, you know, the first really good fighting game. Maybe, maybe there are other ones that I might be a new, but the first really yeah. good fighting game and Dota Two is yeah. just like the the latest iteration of the MOBA, which is just such a cool little thing that you know yeah. is sort of like the folk game that evolved from the people modding real-time strategies, real-time yeah. strategies, and then making you know mod after mod, and you know. Dota 2, I mean, Dota 2's relation to Dota is, is whatever, but, like, the spiritual successor of that genre, it's just kind of such a cool little uh, thing to have be an eSport. And so I really like MOBAs for that reason. Yeah, I think MOBAs are sweet. And I, I wa- uh, also, I the thing about... What? I want to object to your... Uh, uh, to... Uh, the idea of only putting one Street Fighter game on this list. I think Street Fighter is a big enough thing that it's worth discussing. Oh the yeah. Merits of two, three. I mean, I guess I guess it is. But yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna subscribe to that. But in this case, I'm 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 agreeing with this this uh, pairing. But yeah, uh, I'm, I think we could have just said Street Fighter. Nah, and, uh, nah. Like, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I we mean, could rank the yeah. best Street well, Fighter as a separate thing, but yeah, yeah that could be a. Future no, that would thing. that would. We could uh, just rank uh, the best version of Street Fighter too. Yeah, I I mean here's anyway. the thing. Here's my thing with Street Fighter is uh, uh, they made Street Fighter two, and then they made another version of it where where you can play as the bosses who were just really kind of floppily lopsidedly unbalanced and uh, kind of stupid and. Uh, there's uh, no real reason to play as most of the characters. And then they, they made a third version where they're like, hey, you can still play this game if you make it five times faster. That's something they just never thought of, you know? And, you know, that's just, to me, that's weird. That's all. It's just, uh, you know, what what else was going on there while you're while you're making that game? You know, what were... What were you guys doing? How many smoke breaks were you taking an hour? You know, this is the sort of thing I wonder. And it's just, uh, they they got real smart and good at making those games. But uh, I mean, Street Fighter Four is the good one. You know, I mean, what are you gonna say? I mean, it's it's I don't know. It's got all the thought process instead of little pieces of the thought process in it. I guess that's true. Uh, anyway, so I'm okay with two being on yeah. the list. It's got a full brain. We're going well, with Dota 2 here, though, right? Yeah, we're going with yeah, Dota, we're going yeah. Dota 2. Oh, Dota 2, definitely. Our next match is StarCraft Brood War versus Team Fortress 2. Uh, that's a tough one. Oh, yeah. Team Fortress 2 War. Ooh. I would say you'd put StarCraft, StarCraft Brood War in there. Yeah, I would yeah. say you got to go with the StarCraft. I agree. I think I, uh, we're, we're, we're generally here arguing, arguing toward... The technical right and uh, and and the purity of mechanics is I, I feel the way that this list will ultimately wind up going and so we may as well just give that this particular matchup to StarCraft. For well, that I tried reason. to put melee on the list, but you guys were uh, didn't want that. <laughs> <laughs> StarCraft. Yeah, I don't I don't know so much about like it being more about technicals and mechanicals, but uh, I mean, there's just something about. Uh, internet play FPSs. Yeah. That's all. It's just uh, there's there's just something about it that that is kind of kind of I mean, iffy. To me, Starcraft Two is like or Starcraft in general and kind of RTSs, but we're talking about Starcraft Brood War right now. It's like beyond technical. It's actually like acrobatic and like insanely physical. The things they yeah. do with their hands, like they're actually people who have trained this weird physical thing with their hands that I can't even come close to physically doing. And if you watch the first person view, 
of like what these players see as they're playing a StarCraft game, which you yeah. can sometimes see on casting or if they're streaming. It's just that alone is so beautiful and impressive, and they're you know controlling all these things all across the map at once, and the camera is all over the place, and you know it's such a physical feat. It's so inspiring just on a level of of watching someone do something amazing that most of these other games don't really have. I mean, they, I love watching these other games, and it's amazing, but I'm not amazed by how the person is just able to keep all this in their head and how the pe- person is even able to execute what they're thinking. Yeah, like they're being athletes. Okay. Yeah. It's an impressive game. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next, our final uh, quarter final. Uh, Quake 3 Arena versus Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition. Well, I guess you got to give it to Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition there. Yeah. Darn straight. Because it's yep, a good one. you do. Yep. If you guys want to see why Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition is the best, uh, Google uh, Spooky Rob Meyer versus Spore, and you can see me lose to this really good El Fuerte player, but I win a couple rounds, and uh, it's just like the best time ever. Uh, at the Spring Fighter tournament, and you can just see everyone is having the best time ever, including me losing to this guy, and uh, it's a good time. And I feel like people don't have that good of time at Quake tournaments, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, heck yeah. Okay, I think that's all we really need to say, unless anyone wants to put any arguments for Quake Three Arena on the table. Nah. Okay. Uh, now to advance to our real semifinals. Uh, Street Fighter Three Third Strike versus Dota Two. <laughs> uh, I'm a little worried we might have Street Fighter versus Street Fighter, but I'm not afraid Street of it. Street Fighter, I would say Dota Two. Oh boy. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I kind of want to say Dota Two, but that's only maybe because I want to say Street Fighter Four in the next matchup. So yeah, yeah I kind of know that I like Street Fighter Four more than Third Strike. But maybe I yeah. shouldn't be thinking like that right now. But it's hard. To yeah, keep I don't know. It's 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 a difficult one. I'm having that same kind of brain thought right now. I mean, I um, I sat down once uh, a couple years ago and I looked at it. You know, I looked at Street Fighter. Like I'm I'm being serious here. You know, I mean, I'm not I'm not like I'm not pulling this out of nowhere. I sat down and I looked at Street Fighter, and I said, Yeah, Street Fighter Four is the good one. Is, is what I ended up saying. You know what I mean? I loved those Street Fighter games, man. I played Street Fighter 2 in the arcade all the time. Got it at home, and I played it at home. I, I bought Turbo. I, I mean, that, those games were $70 for the Super Nintendo. I mowed a whole bunch of lawns. I bought Super as well, you know. I had Street Fighter 3 on the Dreamcast. What, you know? But, uh, yeah, Street Fighter yeah. 4 is a good one. Street Fighter 3 is just... There's stuff in it that's messy. That's so... All. Unfortunately, I think just to be to be true to myself, I'm going to have to say Street Fighter 3, even though I know I would vote for Street Fighter 4 over it, just, uh, but I'm okay with being outvoted, I just, I don't feel like I've had enough time with uh, Dota 2 or MOBAs in general, aside from researching them, uh, to really say that I... As a uh, as a person who's making video games, I think uh, I think everyone making video games right now uh, basically has to play Dota. Yeah, no, it's and, true. Or Dota League of Legends. I know. Uh, I mean, yeah. Or yeah. Risk Irrelevance. Or Risk the board game. 
<laughs> or, or Risk. The board game. <laughs> Risk is a terrible competitive yeah. game, by the way. Or um, Risk yeah. Legacy. Street Fighter 3 is a lot better looking than Dota 2. I think Dota 2 oh, looks uh, pretty It's a beautiful, gross. beautiful looking game. Yeah, I yeah. think Dota 2 is pretty horrible and disgusting looking. Uh, oh, it's grody. It's Grota 2. Uh, like, yeah. Heck yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's Grota 2 for sure. But to, there's something about MOBAs that's just so compelling. The team thing is awesome. Uh, the tournaments are way more fun when you get the personalities, and I like the positions that people play and sort of that whole, the development of that whole style and I don't know, there's something just I really like about now having sort of the team-based eSport be such a big thing, and Dota 2 is kind of like the latest tautness in that, and it's a real good time to watch, and even though it looks gross and stupid, there's something uh, cool about something, about a game looking really gross and stupid, but being really interesting and fun to watch, and yeah, that's something that a good old Frank Lance used to tell me about all the time, is kind of appreciating the irony between something that looks kind of dumb on the surface, but it's amazingly intelligent and complex and orchestrated underneath, and it's kind of one of the reasons I like Dota 2 and League of Legends a lot. Yeah, it's true that we don't really have uh, a whole lot of team sports going on over here. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it's it's very... This stuff is all very 1v1 heavy or deathmatch oriented. And yeah. Although, of course, Team Fortress, but... Yeah. Uh, that's gone now. It's just so much more... Sl- I mean, yeah, Team Fortress has, like, the roles and everything, but I there's something, like, almost, you know, soccer-like about uh, MOBAs with the different lanes and the positions that people tend to play and the, and the, and the rotation through it. And you kind of get, oh, you have your favorite player of this position and you have your favorite team. And I just really like the whole sort of ritual and orchestration of the, the team-based tournaments. It's kind of a lot more fun to watch the people either you know, celebrate their victory as a team or kind of lose as a team. I was at the uh, League of Legends Season 3 World Championships in the Staples mm-hmm. Center, and just that was such a good old time to watch, even though that SK Telecom, the Korean team, just dis- dismantled Royal. Uh, it, but it was just such a good time to watch. And I think having 5v5 on stage kind of adds a lot to the drama yeah. and uh, interestingness of it. So I'm, gonna, I'm going with Dota 2. Guys, Great. before we move on to the next round, uh, we'll be right back after a short break. And we're back with the BCGOAT edition of the Insert Credit Podcast, where we are determining, bracket by bracket, what the best competitive video game of all time uh, will be until a better one comes out. Maybe we'll do this again. Uh, uh, This is the last semi-final match. uh, StarCraft Brood War versus Super Street Fighter IV Arcade Edition. Ooh... Yeah, so Dota 2 is the on the other side of the bracket right now, right? Yes. Yeah. Dota 2 is on the other side. Gotcha. Um, I'm, I'm more entertained by uh, Super Street Fighter 4. It's a lot it's a lot easier to watch. Way I guess it requires less athleticism and different parts of your brain, certainly. On the other hand... Nobody plays Super Street Fighter 4 with a Philco keyboard or Astro A40 headphones. Yet. So, I think actually, there's something to be said. Well, go ahead, Tim. Oh, no, no. I'm, uh, I'm just, I was just going to say something stupid. Keep going. I was going to say, there's something to be said for how easy it is to watch StarCraft, even though it seems hard. Like, like Street Fighter, it's easy to tell who's winning and losing because of the health bars, and it's two characters hitting each other. But if you want to start, like, figuring out, like, the more advanced tactics, all of a sudden, like, the uh, 
sort of learning curve for having to to be a better spectator is really kind of complicated and hard. And StarCraft yeah. can actually, like, see a lot of tactics without knowing that much about the game, just, like, by watching where people move their armies around. And it's kind of pretty easy to tell, oh, this person has more of these minerals but less of these army units, and so they're going for economy. And, like, you can see strategies a lot easier watching StarCraft than you can watching Street Fighter, where it's really fast. And, it's, I mean, it's less about strategies, I guess, and more about just, like, the, you know, micro-tactics, but... I think you can. StarCraft is surprisingly watchable. I don't know if I totally agree there because I think StarCraft has a higher. Well, they have a, a much higher front end barrier to where it's like uh, there are a bunch of icons, there are a bunch of different units. I don't really know what any of them do, and uh, this guy may possibly have more of this thing than that other thing, but. Now he's spent some of it, and I don't know where that went. So you know, it's it. I don't know. That's true. I don't know if having a a higher front end barrier is something that makes me like it less as a competitive game, though. No, I was just disagreeing yeah. with that particular yeah. Okay, statement. Yeah. yeah, the very front end barrier is higher with StarCraft, but to get to that sort of mid to mid tier level spectator understanding, I think it's actually there's a lot to be said for how easy it is to watch StarCraft. Especially StarCraft 2. I don't really know that much about watching StarCraft Brood War, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, so I think we might have another scenario where StarCraft Brood War is really cool, but pretty old. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, bit... I don't think there's that many people who are playing StarCraft 2 now who... Well, I mean, there is still a Brood War community. It's kind of small. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone pretty much accepts that the StarCraft Two is where it's at. Yeah, it's the successor. So I think. Yeah, I'd 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 be I'd be okay with putting the Street Fighter on there. Yeah. Yep. I think that's what we got to do. So we're going to go ahead and put Street Fighter right. Four on there because it's the better version In of that the current case, thing. Uh, A difficult decision was made, but that decision was made. Uh, Super Street Fighter IV Arcade Edition advances beyond StarCraft Brood War to our final match, Dota 2 versus Super Street Fighter IV Arcade Edition. That's a real difficult one. Mm -hmm. I've certainly played more Super Street Fighter IV Arcade Edition, but if you pretend Dota 2 is League of Legends, then maybe I've played them about even. (laughs) I have one more story about Super Street Fighter IV Arcade Edition, which is uh, I forget what year it was, maybe 2012, or like in between Super and 2012, that I played that game every single day. And then I went on vacation for a week in August to a, to a place on a beach that didn't have Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition on it. And then when I came back, uh, I was so much worse than I was after just one week of not practicing and playing. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. was just like mind-blowing to me of how much worse I got at a video game after one week of not playing it every day. And I like basically... That was sort of the end of my trying to play Super Street Fighter 4 competitively. Because I had I a very devastated. similar very similar experience with Virtual Fighter 4 Evo. Very similar experience. Yeah. So that is amazing to me. I feel like if I went back to a MOBA, we'll say, could be Dota 2, could be League of Legends, that I would have a slightly easier time picking it up again. Although there is, like... I mean, also, maybe there's too much... There's a lot of trivia in both these games. Like, you have to know, like, the ultra moves of a lot of different characters... Or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the ultimates, or whatever you want to call it. Or in Dota, you kind of have to know all four abilities, five maybe, with passives and items for, like, so many different characters. The same is kind of true for Street Fighter Four. 
So not sure who has the edge there in terms of more or less trivia. Yeah, you've got to look and see a lot in uh, both of those games. Street Fighter, yeah, I mean, man, yeah, the end. What? Yeah, it's. I think ultimately this is a question of uh, team versus one-on-one. Uh, I think that's is, a big part of it. Is that, what, is, that is a part of it, yeah. And, and that's, that's a difficult choice to make. I know that for that my preference is toward Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition, but I don't know if that's objectively the right answer. I feel like the skills required are different. That's yeah, true. they are pretty different. Um, and the skills, for whatever reason, I respect the skills required for Street Fighter 4 a little more uh, because it's... It's a it's a simpler interaction in a way in that it's it's one other person and you have to you have to play with them psychologically and and mechanically at the same time. Whereas with teams, it's a bit more of a there's a lot well there's a lot more variance to that. And so I, Street Fighter Four being the simpler interaction at least kind of gives it the edge for me. Yeah. One thing I like about, uh, besides that, about Street Fighter 4 is I like uh, players sort of being able to identify with their characters a lot. So, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much every pro Street Fighter player has, like, one character, and that's, like, part of their identity, their personality yeah. as a player. The thing about Dota and League of Legends is you kind of have to be competitive with every character of the role that you play, right? Yeah. Like, if you're the attack damage ranged uh, marksman type character you probably play all of them. Like, you know, there's a couple exceptions. Like, there's this player, Froggen, in League of Legends, who's kind of known for him playing this Anivia champion. But, like, really, it's not about that. It's about, like, being good at all these, like, 30 different champions. And that's cool, but I kind of like the identity you get from having, like, yeah, Shen and is Gen. Like, how crazy is that? But that's yeah. kind of his personality. Or, like, Daigo insists on playing Ryu, even though he, like, publicly acknowledges that he thinks Ryo is not a top-tier character because it, like, speaks to who he is. And mm-hmm. that gives, like, a really cool side to, like, the ritual and the players of Super Street Fighter Four that you don't get with MOBAs. Yeah, I like the specialization. It's like it's like being being real good at three at free throws or something. Mm-hmm. You're still good. You're still good at the at the game as a whole, but uh, it, I, the the analogy isn't isn't perfect. But you know what I mean there. Yeah, it's like you get to express your skills through a character that kind of maybe suits your skills, but also suits your personality and the way you like to showboat and stuff like that. I yeah, mean, I, I really like how, for example, when when Justin Wong practically invented the turtle style with with Chun Li, like the most aggravating sort of thing to fight against, where he's just he's gonna do a little damage at you, uh, do a little damage, then sit back and wait for you, wait for you to to get mad, and it's just infuriating. And another Justin Wong moment when uh, I forget what tournament he was in, he was against Daigo, and he was not doing well, and he. It, or was it? Or was it just one? Yeah, when he switched to Ball Rock, it was like 2011, I think. Or yeah. 2010, maybe. He was and it's playing. just like, what's he gonna do? He switched into his his like his sub character. I've seen yeah. him play this before, but I don't know what's gonna happen. It was kind of cool though, because Balrog is like you know wearing the American flag costume. Yeah. And it was kind of like switching to the USA pride little little thing, and he, all of a sudden he starts winning with Balrog out of nowhere. You know, yeah. he hasn't played Balrog the whole tournament. And then, like, there's this other... Let's just pile on the Justin Wong moments here. Sure. Uh, well, one quick one. I 
played Justin Wong at PAX East once, and he destroyed me. That was fun. Another time was uh, he was playing this tournament. I forget what tournament it was in 2012 against a really good Fei Long player. Not like a top 10 player in the world Fei Long player, but a really good one. And he was playing Rufus, which is kind of his go-to character nowadays. And so he got beat uh, by this Fei Long uh, in the first match. It was like a best of three. And he was, like, really frustrated, and he switched to Fei Long in the second match and then beat the <laughs> Fei Long player with Fei Long. Being like, you just beat me with some cheap Fei Long stuff. I'll show you how you play Fei Long. And then, like, switch to him and beat him. You, like, can't really do that in a MOBA, yeah. but that was I mean, kind the, of the coolest thing. And it's great. It's also great that you can have someone be obnoxious in that way. Like, Justin Wong, sometimes you root for him, and sometimes you're like, this guy is such a jerk. Uh, and it's great. Yeah. Like that, it, it allows you to express your personality through the way you play this game, and so I think uh, I think I might have to give it to Street Fighter Four for that. Yeah. I've been getting into uh, basketball for the first time uh, in the past couple weeks. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's make that a best competitive video game. Uh, and, well, NBA Jam Tournament Edition was on the list, uh, but. Uh, I'm in Miami, so I'm in the one place, uh, the Miami area, so I'm in the one place where it's acceptable to like the Miami Heat. The Heat? Uh, yeah. yeah. Can't and uh, as, I'm, as I'm learning more about it, I learned that uh, the game is as much about the players and the personalities as it is about the craft. It's about Dwayne Wade. It's about Chris Bosh. It's about LeBron James. And uh, I under and it's this uh, there's this drama and story to it that uh, you get with a game like a Street Fighter, you get with a person like a Justin Wong, and you don't really see in a MOBA where you have to switch between thirty people, or certainly not a StarCraft. Uh, and I feel like uh, that and is what makes uh, the Street Fighter games a lot more watchable than the others. That it has that human element you can connect to. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The team I, I thing, wanna... I really like that, but it makes the the sort of autonomousness or you know of the one player stand out a little bit less. It becomes a little bit more ambiguous from the whole team. It's harder for a team to have a personality than a single player. Right. So, uh, I want to say that my my Street Fighter stories. I played against Daigo once in Japan, and uh, I hit him a couple times. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. great. That's, that's about what you could do. That's that's <laughs> the end of that story. I hit him a couple times, and it's like the whole time it's like me and Stabo were just kind of standing there watching him play. He played it an arcade, and he was playing at this arcade in Shinjuku, and uh, Nishispo is the name of the arcade. He's just playing there, and we were just watching him like beat a bunch of dudes, and a bunch of dudes like, yeah, it's like, I don't play against this guy, and they're just getting in there and playing against him. I'm like. Yeah, I'll give it a shot, you know. I, I played a slot machine in Las Vegas once. It's about the same thing. Uh-huh. And uh, it's like, can't really say I learned a whole lot from it, but it was cool. You know, I'm like, uh-huh. I could I could do that a couple more times, maybe against somebody. I, don't know, I played a lot of Street Fighter in the arcades in Japan. It's 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 neat. It's neat how easily they they reconciled. It's It's... You know, to go back to a game such as the Out Foxies, uh, the Out Foxies, where they just made it noodly and amusement-like, so that people could just plunk a quarter in—well, a hundred yen, which is more like a dollar—they uh, could just plunk a dollar in back in the '90s and and play this game and have a real carnival ride of a time, no matter what your skill level was. With Street Fighter, they're like, you're going to have a carnival ride of a time. You're going to get guaranteed at least 30 seconds a minute of, of play here, maybe a little bit longer, and they keep it tense and they keep it skilled and they positioned it toward this pay-per-play uh, 
but they kept it hard and they kept it straight and true, and uh, I like that about it. And uh, it kind of speaks back to the whole arcade thing. And you know, NBA Jam, you used to have a you play NBA Jam Tournament Edition in the arcade, and if you're losing at the end of the half, I don't know if anybody ever played this in the arcade. If you're losing at the end of the half, you you got to pay to keep playing. You know, the loser's yeah. got to keep paying. So it's like that's weird. So when you're just talking about honesty and straightforwardness, and it's me with something like Dota, with something like uh, League of Legends, I just uh, I'm just suspicious and on edge of uh, anything that is. Uh, where you're allowing the game design, the game designer to influence uh, the the way the game ends up being a product, you know, the way the way it ends up being a thing of commerce, uh, when you have any any kind of any microtransaction at all attached to a game. I mean, Team Fortress is real good about it, but you know how good? I don't know. I got tens of thousands of words to say about that, but uh, there's uh, yeah, I just I just get suspicious. Of, of anything with microtransactions attached to it, where you you're creating different compulsion loops and you're just keeping purity out of it. And I would just want to go ahead and say, you know, gun to my head, Street Fighter uh, should win because I just I like that. I like the purity of it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would. Uh, Even. That's I was it. gonna say I would also vote for Street Fighter Four. I mean, I really really love MOBAs. But I think Street Fighter 4 is probably one of my favorite video games, yeah. if not my favorite. And uh, competitive video games, still my favorite to watch, still my favorite to play with friends. I can't play it online anymore because it makes me uh, want to cry and I hate myself when I do it. But I sure do love <laughs> watching it and watching how to play online. I mean, I just, it's like the thing, playing uh, League of Legends or Dota 2 online, you know, people are going to talk to you and tell you how bad you are and all this other stuff. And somehow that bothers me much less than just losing to someone in Street Fighter 4 who I don't share any words with. To me, sort of the anonymous exchange of uh, of skills is, is so much more heartbreaking when you're on the end than with a real person. But, yeah, that's... Uh, I've uh, been yeah, Super playing, Street Fighter 4, that's my answer. I've been playing that mm-hmm. Titanfall for a week or so, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just complete, deadly silence. It's just dead silence, and you're just getting... You're getting pwned like three times a second, and you mostly have no idea what you're doing wrong. Uh, if you're not a pro, you uh, you blow. If you're not a pro, you gotta go, is how it is in, in those those sorts of online action games. With those MOBAs, man, yeah. People people hang out with those games. It's a, it's a legitimate hangout. Yeah, I love you know? playing MOBAs with my friends. Brandon, you, we should play League of Legends sometime. Sure, yeah. Let's do it. After GDC, the magical uh, time where everything gets done. If this was League of Legends against Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition, would you vote the same way? I probably would. Uh, I would. I would as well. Yeah, my my opinion about MOBAs is that the uh, the genre's only kind of begun. Would you agree with yeah. that, Rob Meyer? Uh, probably. Not, not really. Not not really only begun. Okay, maybe not begun. <laughs> begun, but. There's going to be much, much better. They're going to get a lot better. Yeah, there's, you know? there's still a road ahead there. Yeah, I was kind of really yeah. high on uh, League of Legends and Riot like six months ago, and now there's, I don't know. I used to think that like the patching like twice a week thing was really cool. It was kind of this living, breathing organism of a thing that was, you know, not afraid to get in there and just be aggressive and change everything all the time. And 
there was something unique about that compared to all the other games, but now it's kind of driving me insane. So, um, and they're starting to like, do all these really weird things where, like, the middle turret for the first eight minutes has more armor than the top turret, but the yeah. middle and bottom turrets have more armor than the top turret. It's like not even symmetrical. It's just like this, like because this one team did this one thing a few times where they stormed this turret. They just gave just that turret a few more armor for the first eight minutes, and they're they're just kind of out of control, I think. But I, <laughs> so yeah, I used to think that like League of Legends was going to be it. That was going to be like the best MOBA, and it was going to be like the legacy of the genre, and it's going to be like StarCraft, and it's going to last for like twenty years. But now I'm starting to think maybe it's not going to be it. But there is going to be some other great MOBA. Yeah, I I think I think MOBAs are. A, a really, really excellent, excellent genre, and that it's gonna happen, you know? Somebody needs to make the halo of MOBAs. I, I'm not even gonna say what I mean by that, because hey, I, don't, I don't want anybody to, like, uh, steal my brain, because I'm, uh, Rob Meyer, I'm thinking uh, professionally about MOBAs a lot in the past couple of uh, months, because uh, I thought, this is what I thought, I was playing video ball, and I thought, what if I made a MOBA? And then I kept playing video ball. And then I, I thought, what if I made a MOBA again? And then I was like, oh, man. And I got an idea. So just, that's the end of that story. So in, what I want to say about competitive games, I think that the best ones that uh, it's only now with in the, in the age of Twitch and YouTube and Twitter. I, I don't know why Twitter is in there. You know, it's only now in the age of Twitch and all that and League of Legends that they're going to start getting really, really good. I think competitive games are... The competitive games of... Um, <laughs> Something just happened there. Oh boy. Yeah. The competitive games of tomorrow are going to be great, is what he was going to say. Yeah, yeah, so we could now do this again TV. like... We could do this again like five years from now, and the list could be completely different with yeah. games uh, you've never heard of. Hoker is going to be number one five years from now. Yeah? Just, just putting that out there for my All pros. Right, are, are you sure Hey Lobo won't be up there? I think uh, Hey Lobo is going to be up there. The hey, hey Lobo is about like, greeting a wolf, right? In Spanish. Yeah, he said Hey Lobo, but he meant Hey Lobo, the, the Halo MOBA. Yeah. Oh, uh, Hey Lobo. Hey, comma, space, Lobo is a game I want to play. Yeah, I'd yeah. play that game. Uh, All right. The game where you hang out with tertiary Superman villains. Uh, sorry. So, uh, so this, is, this has been the Because Goat, or the beca- the Before Christ Goat, where we have decided that Super Street Fighter Four Arcade Edition is the best uh, competitive video game uh, to this date of... Uh, what's today's date? Something in 2014. March. It's March. March 13. <laughs> okay, March, March 13, 2014. Uh, that, that's I, well, our I have one final question. Is Super Street okay. Fighter 4 Arcade Edition 2012? I think we should just say that to be clear, even if that wasn't what was written. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, Tim, you're back. All right. Uh, you can send in your questions to uh, podcast at insertcredit.com. You could follow our stream on, uh, pod, on uh, podcast.insertcredit.com or on iTunes, or we have a new uh, Twitter feed uh, courtesy of uh, one of our listeners, uh, at Insert Credit Pod. Each of us has a Twitter account that you can follow as well. I'm at Alex Jaffe, Brandon's at Necrosofty, Tim's at 108, 
I'm sorry, uh, what is your uh, Twitter handle? I tried to set you up for it, Jeffy, in the, in the chat. It's at RobMeyer7. At RobMeyer7. R-O-B-M-U-I-E-R. Yeah, I, I was busy trying to remember your name. Because I'm <laughs> <out of> the... <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yay. Okay. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> listen, <laughs> I, 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 listen, I love you, Robert Meyer, and I hope we can have you back soon. I'm just not great with names. Uh, you can uh, join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash icpodcast. And uh, that's pretty much going to do it for us until, I think, two weeks from now? Isn't GDC... Yeah, uh, GDC is going to just kind of pretty much kill it because Frank and I can't come. So Yeah, so two weeks from now we'll have episode 82 and we'll talk all about GDC. It's going to be great. Well, we'll talk a little about GDC. I'm Alex Jaffe. Uh, I'm, I'm Tim Shepard. Rogers. Yeah, okay. I'm Mob yeah. Ryer. Mob Ryer. And now you're playing with podcasts. Podcast over, yeah! I type on this, uh, this Philco keyboard, which I like, and... Uh, the uh, the Philco keyboard was first. Uh, I mean, okay, so Japanese. It's a Japanese-made keyboard, and Japanese is a really difficult language to type. So uh, Japanese computer. I mean, it's not like the the most difficult, but Japanese dudes who are, are really obsessive about typing and computer stuff were really big on Philco. And uh, Korean is, on the other hand, one of the easiest languages to type. So. There's this sort of weird power balance that happened uh, where the Philco is this this legendary keyboard in Japan, and, and then suddenly Korean people are like, so this is the best keyboard invented by people who have the hardest language to type. Well, Chinese is probably harder. It is harder. Uh, and they're like, if we start using this, since our language is the easiest to type, then we'll be like the best typists in the world. And then those guys all went on to become StarCraft professionals. So that's the story of the Philco brand keyboard.